You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for joining us for this time to uh, come together in prayer for the for the first word in the morning. And uh, we're always seeking the Lord through his word in prayer. And we usually do this at 915 in the morning for every Sunday service. Uh, but being uh, temporarily right now as we're having our services outside, we are uploading these a lot sooner. And uh, therefore, for all of you that are uh, joining us online, you can come together and you can pray and uh, intercede for the service that is going on here. But not only here, but all across the world, as many brothers and sisters are meeting in the Lord. Amen. And uh, it's just a, such a wonderful thing. I mean, that's such a great um, part of our relationship with God is that we're able to pray, that we're able to come to him and seek him and to seek him through his word and seek him for what his will is to be done. But how many of us know it's that will to be done on earth as it is in heaven with that great power and authority and that great glory that only God can can be and, and who he is and all that he is. Amen. So we're just uh, we're just blessed today to be able to come together for this time and uh, seek the Lord together. And this is what we'll be doing. We'll be looking to the word of God this morning and uh, to just lead us and guide us through that as the Holy Spirit leads according to his word. I know we've been in the book of Ezra for the past couple of months. Uh, for the month of August, we did take a pause on the book of Ezra, um, but we will get back there soon, and uh, we're looking forward to that into the day we do. But today's scripture is actually going to be in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. That will be our main key verse this morning as we pray and seek the Lord and ask the Lord to lead us in prayer for, uh, for the body of Christ and for our world today. Amen. So let's open up in a word of prayer as we prepare this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, and we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day, another beautiful night, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and for your goodness and for your grace and for your mercies, O oh God. And Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne right now, Father God, we thank you for your word, O oh God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the salvation that we have in you, Lord Jesus. And in that, Lord, the forgiveness of our sins, the redemption, Lord Jesus, the salvation that we have in you and you alone, Lord Jesus. So, Father, this morning we ask you for your forgiveness of our sins, to forgive us of all unrighteousness and uncleanliness, Father God. Father, you know our hearts and our minds, Lord Jesus. You know the actions of our flesh, Lord God. And, Father, we just ask you, Lord, to forgive us of all unrighteousness and all uncleanliness, Father. Forgive us, Lord, of every way that we have broken your commands and rebelled against your laws, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for helping us to be able to know what sin is, my God, to be able to acknowledge it and to agree, Lord Jesus, with what your word says is sin, my God. And Father God, and within our own hearts, my God, of many times knowing, Lord Jesus, what is right and what is wrong, my God. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that brings that truth to light, my God. But not only does that, but Lord also helps us, Lord, to agree with you for what sin truly is. But Father, not to stay in a place of condemnation, but Lord, to be able to come to a place to acknowledge that sin, to confess our sin, Lord God, and to receive forgiveness for those sins, my God. So Father, that's what we're here to do this morning. We are asking you for that forgiveness, my God, of our sins. 
We agree, Lord Jesus, what your word says and what you say is sin, my God. And Lord, in that, my God, causing us to sin against you and to sin against one another, my God. Forgive us of our sins, O Lord. Father, we ask you to cleanse us, to wash us, to renew us and restore us to your love and righteousness, my God, as we are in agreement with you, Lord God. Father God, that we do fall short, my God, of the glory of God. But Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, because we also believe and come in agreement that you died for our sins and that you rose again on the third day. And because of that, Lord, we have the forgiveness of sins today. Because of that, our sins are washed and cleansed, Lord God. And because of that, we are able to be righteous in you today, Lord Jesus, because you rose again on the third day, proving you are who you say you are. And you came to do all that you intended to do, Lord Jesus according to the will and the purpose of the Father. And Lord, because of that, Lord God, we thank you this morning, Lord God. And as your word commands us, Lord, to forgive as we ourselves have been forgiven, Lord, by faith this morning, Lord, we forgive those that have sinned against us, my God. We forgive those that we hold anything against this morning, Lord God. And even those we may not truly understand why or how, Lord Jesus, but my Lord, we're going to trust you, my God, to teach us how to forgive. But by faith, my God, we're going to confess that forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, and trust you that by your spirit, you would help us to walk and live accordingly, my God. Because Lord Jesus, we are in agreement with your word. We are in agreement with you and the Father and the Holy Spirit this day. And Lord, we just thank you for this time, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that it's not ourselves, but it's your Holy Spirit in us, my God, that helps us to acknowledge and to recognize, Lord, and to come in agreement with you, Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, my God. So, Father, that is what we're here to do this morning. We're here to come in agreement with you, Lord Jesus. We're here to come in agreement with your word this morning, Lord. We're asking that your will be done, not our will, but your will be done, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just thank you this day. We thank you for leading us and guiding us and directing us in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor this morning, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, our key verse this morning is Romans chapter 15, verse 13. But I want us to look at verse 1, and we're actually going to read 1 through 13 to get to our key verse. So let's open this up this morning. It says here, We who are strong have, have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. 
For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come. Even he who arises to, the rule, to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. Praise God. And this is our key verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Praise the Lord for his word this morning. So I want us to look at the context of this as we get to our key scripture. And it has a lot to do with unity, unity in the body of Christ. But what I love about this is I was looking at a footnote here, actually by uh, Dr. Tony Evans, and he put it very clearly here. I like how he put it. It says, Unity is not a matter of sameness, but of oneness. How many of us know that even though we as Christians have the same mind or the same heart, the same spirit, but nevertheless, we are still different. We have our differences. We have our differences in our backgrounds. We have differences in our cultures. We have differences in languages. We have differences in many areas. And that's okay. That, that's not, you know, that's not a bad thing. And many times we look at being a Christian and we assume that we all now have to be alike. But I love another example of looking at this. It has a lot to do not with the sameness, but more of a oneness of an agreement. Because what makes me and you a Christian today and makes many believers a Christian today is the fact that we believe in the same Lord. We believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he rose again on the third day and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us day and night and one day will return. But not only that, he prayed to the Father to send us the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit to come and abide in us. And we believe and we come in agreement that he had to die for our sins. So this is that oneness. This is that unity that we all believe in the same Savior. But still, we do have differences. We do have different opinions or different ways. But again, that's okay. Another example in this is when you look at it, he puts here as an example of a quilt. It, you know, it doesn't... Um, you know, you bring all these different things together, but yet it all has one purpose. And I like this. It doesn't wash out our differences, but combines them for something greater. Let's, let, I want to look at that again. Again, this is a footnote. I'm not, you know, this is a footnote that I found really, really encouraging. It says, it doesn't wash out our differences, but combines them for something greater. Wow, praise the Lord for that. I love that because that means that in Christ, our differences can be combined for something greater. And how many of us know that the Bible says that he places us in the body as he sees fit? 
The Bible talks about many functions of the body, the hand, the ear, the eye, the mouth, the internal organs, all these different things, how we all have a part in the body of Christ. And even though we may be different, but yet we can complement one another. One of the greatest examples is uh, the Bible says a man shall leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, but the two shall become one flesh. Now imagine this, a married couple will come together and many times we feel, well, we have to be the same or we have to act the same, but that's not necessarily so. What it is, is you have two people coming in agreement to make a covenant with one another unto God and to each other and learning to work with each other through those differences, but yet looking how to complement one another so each difference can be combined for something greater. That's what a marriage is supposed to be. It's not to be that you're going to do this and that. No, no. It's supposed to be those two complement one another. Where one is weak, one is strong in different areas. But what happens is, is now they start to become one and they mesh where you can't even tell the two apart. And that's how the body of Christ is meant to be. You know, I read somewhere how we're supposed to look back and see, you know, that many today are saying, you know, with all the unrest and different things that are arising that have been there, but they're now more at the surface. And how we want to look and say, well, I can understand where you're coming, but many times we really can't understand each other's backgrounds. We can't understand what another brother or sister will be going through. And for us to say so would be to lie to ourselves. We may have an, a, a similar understanding. We may have an idea, a thought, but we can never really fully know what someone else goes through. Only God can. But what we can come in agreement is that we realize, but I know a God, I know a Savior who can bring you through, who can heal you, who can restore you, who can deliver you, who can provide for you, who can help you. Who can guide you? That's what we can come in agreement in. And this is what it's all about when he's talking about this. It's that unity. It's that oneness. It's that coming together in agreement. So let me encourage you this morning that no matter what may be going on as far as our politics, as far as race, as far as all these things, you realize there are differences. That's okay. But don't allow those differences to keep us divided. Let us come in agreement in Christ Jesus. Let our focus be on God and his will and his purpose. And let us allow him to teach us how to use those differences to come together in the body of Christ and to work together for something greater. For his glory. Just as in here you read about the Jewish people but also how the Gentiles and now all come together as one in Christ Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. That is our hope today. That is the hope for the world today. But are we willing to acknowledge this? Are we willing to open our hearts to this? And are we willing to seek the Lord through all of this? And ask the Lord, Lord, you are the change that this world needs to heal hearts this morning.
and every day and every moment. But it also starts with us and asking the Lord, Lord, heal my heart. And help me, Lord Jesus, to overcome differences and come in agreement of who you are. This was the example he's talking about here. This is what it's talking about. But when we look at verse 13, I want to focus here. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You know what I love about this? It calls him, the scripture says, may the God of hope, calls him the God of hope. You know, it's funny, I talked to a co-worker of mine a while back, and um, the person I know, and, you know, and, you know, over time, it's, you know, developed a friendship. And he's a good guy, I love him. You know, he's, he's very straightforward, very honest, and, He'll just say some things, man, just sometimes just like, wow, <laughs> it just, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. And, you know, one day he was talking about hope and the definition of hope. And I'm not sure if he heard it somewhere. I, I don't remember the details, but he was using it as an example of, of how hope is just really a definition of setup for failure and how hope, you know, it, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those words where it's a dangerous word and. You know, and he was going on and he was telling others and different things like that. And, and um, you know, and I respect his opinions and I respect the things, you know, things he says and stuff. I'm not always in agreement, but I respect them. But this one, I just, it, I couldn't keep quiet. I couldn't keep silent. And I said, hey, man, let's, let's go talk for a little bit, okay? Um, let's go talk about this. So we went. And I told him, you know, I... I I, I see where you're coming from about the hope and all that. And, and um, I go, but I just want to tell you about basically the God of hope. And he looks at me and he says, no, 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 David, you misunderstood me. I'm sorry. I, no, I believe in God. The hope I was talking about has to do with people and false realities and these things that people put themselves in a place that they set themselves up. He goes, but no, I believe in God. No, God is beyond all that because I don't just hope that he will. I believe he is able. I believe in him and I know that he is able to do and I know that, you know, he is, he is, he's able to do it. I believe in him. I believe he's able to do it. I don't have to hope he will. I believe he will. And I remember he blew me away because I was just like, whoa. Because he wasn't looking at a word and he didn't even have God in the same realm as human beings. He didn't have, even have God on the same playing field, which just blew me away because he was like, no, it's, it's the God, I believe he can. And I was like, wow, like, it, it really opened up my heart and my mind. I was just like, you know, this was something different. Because that is the God of hope. It's not just, I hope he'll do it. No, it's a God of hope. It's a whole other way of hope. A hope that he is able to do it and he will do it. And we can believe and know that he will do it. Because he says it. 
Because God is not on the same field as we are. His word says that his thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. The Bible says that he, his word will not return back void without accomplishing the purpose for which it was sent. So when we say, may the God of hope, we're literally saying, is, is the God, that God is love. This is the God that is able, that all things are possible for, that we can believe and know that he is faithful, that he is powerful, that he is almighty, that he is loving, that he is able to save and has done so. So when I say may the God of hope, when the scripture says may the God of hope, this is the God that we are talking about today. It's not a, an empty hope. No, it's a sure hope. Because just be, because we believe it, we know it to be so. We don't hope that he may come back one day. We hope knowing he will come back one day. We don't hope his word is faithful. We hope knowing that his word is faithful. Because he is able. So this God is the God of hope. Expectation of good. Joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. I don't hope that I have eternal salvation. I hope because I know I have salvation. That is my hope. It's a way of looking at it. He is the author of hope. And it says he who is its foundation. He is what hope is. He is what defines hope because he is that hope. Just as we talked about last week that God is love. Love does not define God, but the God defines what love is, even though we cannot fully comprehend it. It's the same with hope. God defines what hope is. True hope. The things hoped for. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. A feeling of trust. Now the Miriam says it's a feeling. But me and you know it's not a feeling. It's a belief. It's a faith. It's a surety. It's assurance. So when we say may the God of hope. Oh that's an assured hope. That's a trustful hope. That is our faith today. And he says, may the God of hope fill you. Oh, hallelujah. Just like that day when the disciples were in that upper room. And after that, they were no longer just called disciples, but they were called apostles. Because they not only were there, they weren't only there by themselves, but they were in a room filled with other believers that day. And because they believe that the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, wait till you are endued from power on high. That was a hope that they had, but it was an assured hope. And there came that day when they were in the upper room and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Just as every believer today who puts their faith in Christ is filled with the Holy Spirit to make full to furnish or supply liberally to completeness to wholeness how many of us today are filled with the Holy Spirit because God didn't just give you a small portion of his Holy Spirit he gave you the whole Holy Spirit all of who he is 
And because we're believers today, we are filled with his Holy Spirit. And he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. With all joy. See, we can have joy in the Lord, that gladness. The gladness in the Lord. And he says, because we trust the Lord through all of this, through the oneness and the agreement. And he's bringing a people together as one in him. Because this is our hope today that no matter what goes on in our world and the differences and the divisions and all these things, but we can have a oneness in Christ. So don't allow those things to divide and to separate those in the body of Christ, but let us be filled with all joy. And when the Bible talks about joy, like in the book of Philippians, a good footnote says, a confident assurance of God's love and work in our lives. Happiness does not depend on what happens to us, but on what happens in us. It's not a matter of everything that always happens to us because everything that happens to us is not always seen as good, but it's a matter of what's happening in us. Joy does not come from an outward circumstance, but inward strength. Happiness depends on happenings, but joy depends upon Christ. I love those footnotes because I read those many years ago and they have always encouraged me because just because I don't always have a smile on my face or just because I'm not always laughing, but I can have a joy in the Lord. As Paul says, rejoice in the Lord again. I will say it again, rejoice, because even as he wrote that letter from prison, he could have a joy knowing who his God is, knowing to whom he belongs to because he realize that that joy was not dependent on the outward circumstance but that joy was dependent upon Christ and the work that was being done in him and through his life and we could have that same joy today may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot. Having that peace that you know, the joy that you have, the assurance, the hope that we have in Christ and because of that we have peace with Christ in God the Father because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And we know this because he's given us his Holy Spirit who witnesses to this within our lives. Oh, praise the Lord. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. We have this today because we believe it to be so. We have this today because we believe this is our hope. Not that we hope it's going to happen, but our hope is we know it is true. And we know it will happen. And we know that he's doing a work. And we know that he is faithful to complete that work and that he sees the finished work. 
And because of that today, we can have joy and peace and believing and living as believers today. But not only that, it says so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Oh, praise the Lord. So this is the level we're at and we believe in our faith. But then it takes it a step further. And this is our prayer this morning that we would allow the Holy Spirit to take it another level, to take it to that supernatural level, because it starts with our faith the size of a mustard seed. Oh, but how many of us know that in that the Lord, by His Holy Spirit, empowers us not only to believe, but to believe even beyond what we can see, because it's not based upon our abilities, but it's based upon the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, so that by the power, the ability, the strength, look at this, the inherent power, that word inherent power means to be a built in power, a power that already exists in there. It's part of its nature. Oh, which a person puts forth. So it's already a built-in power. How many of you know that we have a built-in power and he is the Holy Spirit? And that built-in power, because we believe in the God of hope that has filled us with the joy and the peace in the believing in who he is. Oh, that's what empowers me and you today. So by the, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope that we by the power of the Holy Spirit would abound in hope. That word abound is to superabound, to be in excess, to excel, to ex exceed a fixed number of measure to be left over, meaning we could share it. And it goes to example, a flower going from a bud to full bloom. How many of us know we want to go from a bud to being full bloom? But the only way we can do that is to learn to realize and depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit. That built-in power that is in me and you so we can abound in hope. So that hope can be even more beyond what we are even believing because now we know it's by the power of the Holy Spirit and we can live in that hope and in the power of his spirit. It's not the hope that the world offers. It's not the hope that the world is even looking for. It is a supernatural hope when we can know and have rest assurance God Thank you this day, because it's by your power I can believe. It's by your power I can trust. It's by your power I can continue to live in you and know that I have salvation in you today. It's not based upon who I am, but it's based upon your Holy Spirit. And let us end with this scripture in Romans chapter 8. That supernatural power. The Holy Spirit. In verse 23, he says, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies, talking about that eternal hope. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. 
for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified oh hallelujah that we have a holy spirit that helps us in our weaknesses that helps us and intercedes on behalf of the saints and according to the will of god and not only that but helps us to abound in hope, to abound in hope. But it all starts with our believing in who God is, that he is the God of hope. And as we do that, he fills us with his joy and in his peace in believing. And that is our prayer this morning. Lord, God of hope, fill your people with joy and peace this morning. And they're believing as they continue to trust in you. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, help them to abound in hope this morning. And let us be a church that is abounding in hope this morning by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Because we serve a faithful God. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you and we glorify you. And Father, Lord, lead us and guide us by your spirit in prayer as we prepare for this morning service. Father God, in the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord God. We're here to seek you, Lord Jesus, as we're preparing, setting up the tents, the chairs. Father, all that is being done, my God, thank you, Lord Jesus, that we do it, my God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, and, that, and we're abounding in that hope, my God, because we do it knowing and believing, Lord Jesus, that, Father God, we have rested assurance in you today, Father God. Because, Lord Jesus, we know that, Lord, my God, you are coming back. We know, Lord Jesus, that, Father, you are faithful. And we know that there is life in your word, my God. And we know and believe, my God, that you could bring us all together in oneness, my God. And help us, Lord Jesus, to work and to serve you all the days of our life that you get the glory, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. And as you continue to lead my brothers and sisters in prayer this morning, my God. Thank you for the hope, my God, that we have in you today, Lord Jesus. And Father, we can pray by your word and according, Father God, to your word and by your spirit, my God, and trust in you, Lord God, that as we pray, my God, as we abound in that hope, Lord God, Father, we could have peace and joy, trusting you and believing you, Father, Lord, in these prayers this morning. We thank you, Father. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you at 10. Morning. Let us praise the Lord. Let us get up. Let us get up. Let us shine. Let us make a joyful shout out to the Lord because he is good.
because this is the day that the Lord has made. So we will rejoice and be glad in it, man. Let us get up. Let us get excited. Let us thank God. Let us let us just praise the Lord with all our hearts, with all our souls and all our minds this morning, man, because he is so good. He is so good. He's been so good. He is a good father. So let us praise him this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for this beautiful day, Lord Jesus. We just here to worship you, Father, because your word says, Father, that you seek those that worship you, Father, in spirit and in truth, Father. So let us humble ourselves this morning, Father, and exalt your holy name, Father. We just praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor this morning, Lord Jesus. We love you, Father. We bless your holy name, Father, because you are so good father this morning thank you for your grace thank you for your love thank you for your for, for for your mercy this for this morning father i just thank you we're here to glorify you father because you are so good father father everything that we say father everything that is said and done this morning father let it bring honor let it bring glory father to your name father bless this time father bless the word father bless this time that we give you so we dedicate all this to you father we just thank you and we love you this morning father in jesus name i pray amen amen praise the lord amen thank you for sharing the word of the lord this morning sister karen amen so in that, we're going to pray, amen, and we're also going to pray for Nancy, a family member passed away in Mexico last night, so we're going to be praying for the family as well, and we'll be lifting them up in prayer, amen. So um, and also the Bonda family, we'll also be praying for the Bonda family this morning. So that's with that word that just came forth, amen, and that same belief this morning, amen, amen. Good morning. <laughs> Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord Jesus, Father God, and we thank you for your word that went forth this morning, Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for that hope, my God, because, Lord Jesus, just as that psalm was written, Father God, Lord, we could still believe and know it to be true, my God, because your word is faithful. Your word never changes, my God, and though the heavens and the earth shall pass away, but your word shall never pass away, Father God. So, Father, in this hope, my God, as your word declares it, my God, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, and we come to you today, and we ask you, Father God, for these prayers for healing this morning, Father, for this person in the hospital, Lord God. You know the will that is going on in this person's life. You know what's going on, Father God, but Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are the comfort through it all, my God. We thank you for our sister's older sister, my God, Lord, that you are able to touch her. You were able to be with her through this, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, Father God, for strengthening her through it all, my God. Father, you you know our sister Yolanda's, Father God, situation. And in Jesus' name, Lord God, we are asking you, Father God, for your healing, my God, for that recovery and for that strength, my God. Father, Lord, we lift up my mom to you, Father. But Father, we thank you, Lord, that she is an overcomer, Lord, over anxiety, Lord, and over stress and over worry, my God. And we thank you that greater are you that lives in her than he that lives in the world, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our sister Yolanda. We thank you for her life, Father God. We thank you for your wisdom and direction. We thank you for the work that is being done and all that you are teaching her, Father God. And we thank you that never will you leave her, never will you forsake her, my Father God. Father, we thank you for our sister Rose this morning, my God. We thank you that you are her healer. We thank you, Father God, that you are her comforter. We thank you that you are her peace, Father God, in her household 
household and in our family, my God. And we are trusting your word and trusting the Lord this morning, Father God, for a healing and recovery in the name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you that you are the strength of our brother John and sister Joan. We thank you, Father God, that their life and their trust and their hope is in you, my God. And that is a sure hope, my God. So we thank you for that peace this morning. We thank you for our brother Richard and sister Cindy, my God, that you are their continued hope through it all, my God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that through it all, my God, their trust has grown even stronger. Their faith has grown even stronger because, Lord, through it all, my God, they still know you're able. They still know, Father God, Lord, that you are always able, Lord, and all things are possible for you, Lord, and that, Father God, they have great joy, Father, in knowing, Father, that you are faithful, my God. Father, we lift up my wife this morning. We thank you for the healing upon her body, upon her head, my God, and Father, Lord, you know what's going on. We thank you for the healing this morning, and Father, we just thank you that you are her strength this morning, Father God. We thank you for our brother David, my God, that you are his healer, my God, and Father, whatever may be going on his back, my God, we thank you that you can straighten it out, my God, and Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God. We thank you for being with our sister Josie, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that you hear every prayer request, Father. We thank you for the comfort of the family that has lost a loved one and many that have lost loved ones. We thank you that you are the peace through it all, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, Lord, we thank you that you heard every prayer request, every petition, every supplication, everything that is here online this morning, my God, as our brothers and sisters, my God, have needs and prayer requests this morning. We come in agreement knowing that you are faithful, my God, Lord Jesus, to hear them and to answer us according to your will and purpose, my God. We thank you for every pastor this morning, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, Father, may you continue to strengthen your pastors, your ministers, your leaders, my God, to continue to bring forth your word and truth, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, because Lord, it's not a matter of what the pastor wants to say today, Lord, but what you want to say, my God. So Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the refreshing, for the touch, my God. We thank you for the help and the labors, my God. We thank you, Father God, for the finances and provision, my God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, my God, that, Father, you would bring the pastors and the, and the leaders in the church to come together and work together, Lord, in unity and one accord, my God, all to bring you glory, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. We give you all the praise and all the glory glory and all the honor father in jesus name we pray and what what does god's people say amen. amen praise the lord amen well thank you lord jesus thank you this morning uh brother gabo is going to pray for the tithes and offerings we have a basket up here if you'd like to just put them here we're going to continue to worship the lord with our tithes and offerings this morning amen 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 god is good man god is good he's still alive he's still active he's still moving He's still providing. He's still he's still saving people this day, man. I don't care what this world, what this world will bring and brings to us. It's, it could be a shocker to us, but it's not a shock to God, man. There's nothing new to God. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what the Bible says, man. So right now we're gonna pray for the tithes and the offerings. Man, God is good. God is being so good to us, man. So let us just bless. Let us just take take this time and just bless for the tithes and the offerings. 
So let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness, Father, for your provision, Father, that you are Jehovah Chira, Father, this morning, Father. Thank you, Father, for being our provider, Father. Thank you, Father, that your word says, Father, first seek ye the kingdom of God in all his righteousness, Father, and all these things shall be added unto you, Father. So I thank you, Father, as we seek you, Father, that there's a promise, Father, and we seek you in all your righteousness, Father, that you'll provide for us, Father. And I thank you, Father, that we have all we got to do is believe and trust in you, Father. So we thank you, Father, that I pray for the tithes and the offerings, Father. I bless them, Father, that these doors, Father, will always remain open, Father, for the preaching of your gospel, the truth, Father, your word, Father, the good news, Father, there's salvation, Father, there's hope, Father, there's peace, there's healing, Father, in your name, Father. So I thank you, Father, for these tithes and the offerings, Father. Thank you, blessed Father. I ask, Father, all this in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, amen. If that's not an example of still worshiping the Lord with the tithes and offerings, amen. I don't know what it is, amen. You get fired up to pray for the offering, amen, because we're declaring it all belongs to the Lord, amen. So thank you, Jesus, for that. And, uh, you know, we give it all unto the Lord this morning. Uh, just before uh, we go a little bit further, I just wanted to ask, does anybody have a testimony? They just want to give the Lord a shout out this morning. Anybody just want to give the Lord some praise this morning? Anybody like to share anything this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for Robert right now. In Jesus' name, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for meeting him, Lord Jesus, right where he was at, Father God. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just come in agreement, Father God, as you will continue to lead him and guide him. As you showed him here, my God, you are leading him and guiding him, Father God. And even when we mess up, Lord God, even when, Father God, Lord Jesus, we put ourselves in a place that maybe we shouldn't, my God, but doesn't mean you have left him, Father, because your words says never will you leave him and never will you forsake him father and you know the plans and the purposes that you have for him declares the lord plans to prosper him not to harm him to give him hope in the future my god so father we just thank you for robert today and we ask you in jesus name that you will continue to show yourself faithful to him in his life and that lord he would see you lord Everywhere he turns, everywhere he goes, my God, that he will just know it's you there with him, Lord, as you guide him in all that he does, Father. And we thank you for Robert this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, Robert. We're glad you're here with us today. Amen. And thank you for sharing that this morning. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Receive that, Robert. Receive that, Brother Robert. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord. Amen. Sorry about that, guys. A little thing popped up over here on the uh, on the screen over here. I had to turn that off. <laughs> um, how many of us are just grateful to the Lord? Amen. When you could see the Lord just working as he does. And, you know, many times we're not even looking for the, to see the Lord working, but he, he is. He never stops working. His word is faithful and true. And he is faithful to his word. And it's because of that great love that we have talked about so many times, that love that never fails. It's a love that never fails, and his love will never fail me and you. And in, he'll, he'll, his love will always be faithful to me and you. And not only to us, but to the whole world. His love will always be faithful. So this morning, we want to talk a little bit along those lines in thankfulness for that love that God has for us. But what I want to talk about today is living in that love. And how are we living in that love? How are we living today 
recognizing what God has done for us. Recognizing that he paid the price for us. So today's title of the message is, is the power on. Is the power on. Okay. And so that will be our, 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 our topic today. And how many of us know that whenever you want to know if the power is on, what do you normally go and do? Turn on the light. You go turn something on to see, hey, is the power on? Did it go off? Is there a blackout? What's going on? You've got to go turn it on in order to find out, is the power on? We want to know because if not, then maybe just a light bulb went out or something. It might be something else. might just be a breaker. But whatever it is, in order for us to find out, we got to go flip up a switch, got to turn something on. You know, or, you, you know, probably going to go turn on that TV right away. Oh, my God, is it working? <laughs> you might go, go charge that cell phone real quick. Oh, my God, is it working? <laughs> I don't want to be without my cell phone. But we're always looking. That's how we check to see if the Lord. Uh, looks like we had some technical difficulties to the service there today. And um, looks like the power went out <laughs> on, the, on the, the, the camera there. So we do apologize for that. Uh, we thank you again for joining us for the service today. I believe that there was much said through the time of worship, through the time of the, the testimonies and the prayer, and through all God did, and not only that, but the morning service as well. But I just find it, you know, you, you can't plan something like that when you say, like, you know, the power is on, and all of a sudden the screen goes black, and there was just really no way of kind of getting that back up. So again, we do apologize for that, guys, but I do appreciate you guys joining us for the service um, I just wanted to come, you know, and continue the message of the message that was going forth uh, this morning. And uh, we're just going to go through this, real, you know, just a little bit here, just kind of a little backtrack. And uh, hey, I, I don't have a problem with that because I'm always learning something new through it. Amen. So again, praise God for his grace and his mercy. You know, these are things that could happen. These are things that, you know, you really can't plan for. They're just they will happen, you know, so. Again, thank you again, though, for your patience and, uh, you know, just thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace and his goodness. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Father God, to bring forth your word, my God. And I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, for your presence through your word, my God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for teaching us and guiding us and leading us and directing us in all that we do. <clears throat> and Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Father God for your faithfulness through it all, my God. And I ask you, Lord, as I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit, bring forth your word and help it to fall on good ground, Lord Jesus, within our hearts, that, Father God, we can apply it and live it in our daily lives. We love you, we praise you, and we bless you this day, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, a little hot out there today, but you know what? Thank God for His uh, the, the winds that come through. And honestly, it wasn't as hot as it was yesterday. It was a lot more humid. Um, you know, a lot crazier out there. So, you know, God is God is so faithful. And, and uh, you know, we've got to tear everything down in a timely manner and put everything away. And, uh, you know, just a blessing for all the hands that came in to help set up and prepare all this. Not only that, <clears throat> we got a gentleman that came in a day that, you know what, he knows that the Lord led him here. It was a time that he needed to be here. And, you know what, that all comes just from us joining together and coming together as and doing the work of the Lord. You can never plan. You can never, you know, doubt the work that you do. Just always know that there's a reason and a purpose for it. And sometimes you see it, sometimes you won't, but we do believe it. Amen. So this has a lot to do with what today's message was about. Um, the title of it is uh, is the power on. And um, I'm not sure quite bit, you know, where it cut off, but we're talking about how do we usually check to see if the power is on in our houses. 
And uh, many times, you know, it's just to go flick on a light switch or it's to go and, uh, you know, turn on an appliance or something to see, you know, is the power off, you know, what's going on. And from there, you kind of go and you check the breaker, you know, you check all these different things. If it's not the bulb, it's something else or maybe the outlet, whatever it may be. You know, we're always looking to find out what where the issue is because we want to find out where that power is going. And, uh, you know, it's just funny about how this message came about, because I know these last couple of days have been talking about rolling blackouts, um, you know, due to the heat, you know, we're overloading the grids because of all the, the ACs and just everybody being home a lot more. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. It kind of gives you that place where you recognize everything is temporary. And even in the power that we have that we take for granted day by day, you know, it's just something as so simple as having light for our fridge to cool our food or to go into the restroom and turn on the light or go to bed or whatever it is, getting home in the night and turning on that light, you know, or, or whatever it is we get to do, putting that piece of toast in the toaster or that microwave, you know, it's we take it for granted. I mean, it's just something we just always expect for it to be on. Um, you know, and, and I know many times, like I, I believe I shared it myself, I, I leave the lights on, I get home, I turn on the lights everywhere and I leave them on, you know, um, you know, and it's just one of those things you just, you know, it's not that I, you know, always take it for granted, but it's just, I'm expecting it to be here. It's I'm expecting it to go on when I turn it on. Um, but when something like this happens, you come to a place like, man, that's crazy. You know, like we have a temporary power. I mean, the power can go out at any moment because we, you know, we don't have, um, they're just, it's temporary. There's only so much power that our grids can bust out. And I'm thankful that they're catching it to a point where they're trying to avoid that. But I mean, if you've ever had your power go, that that's a hard place, you know, when you got food in the fridge and especially you just went to the market, you know, and, you know, you got to stop from going and opening that door constantly because, you know, normally the power is on, but now that's not on, you're letting out the cold air. You know, there's just so many things that we learn how we depend on the power that we have. You know, imagine there was a time there was no microwaves. There was a time that there was no refrigerators. There was, you know, there's some countries that don't have power all day or don't have power at all, you know, certain areas, you know. Um, so we, you know, we definitely take that for granted, but we we can also be thankful for it, especially in these times where we realize, man, thank God for the air conditioner. Thank God I can have a fan. Thank God I can charge my cell phone. You know, just different things like that. And that's what we're really looking at. It's, it's you know, just to see is the power on. But what we're looking at is we're looking at in a way in our Christian walk, we're looking at this in a way with our relationship with God. You know, how do we check to know if the power is on in our lives? How do we go and check to see is the light on? You know, how do we go and check to see is something there that that is going to be functioning and working? You know, how do we do that? Well, I just you know found this in a scripture here. It's, it's a scripture that's well known. The scripture that you know we've been using for so many years, and it always will be using it because it's such a simple scripture. But it's so powerful because it's it's the gospel just in its heart. And you know, so we're going to look at that today. And it's in First Corinthians chapter one, and it's verse eighteen. And it says here, "For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing." But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. What an amazing scripture. I'm going to read this from the Living Bible, okay? Living Bible version says, I know very well how foolish it sounds to those who are lost when they hear that Jesus died to save them. But we who are saved recognize this message as the very power of God. Amen. So this is the word of the Lord that we were looking at today. And just really encouraged to see what the power of God is. You know, the first time, I don't know about the first time you heard the message of the gospel or heard such a thing. I mean, 
you know, maybe you were a kid, maybe you were older, maybe, you know, it was kind of like, really? I mean, come on, you know, um, maybe today we still struggle in certain areas. I mean, where we just can't grasp, we just can't comprehend what Christ did for us and the love of God that he has for us, you know, but the reality of it is that's the power of God. That's where it all comes from, you know, and even though it may be foolishness or folly or silliness to some, to us, that is salvation. That is the power of God. And that word, when it says saved is the power of God, that word is strength, ability, inherent power. Uh, inherent power can also be seen as a built-in power. Okay. Um, it's its own, it's its own nature. And also power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person brings forth, such as miracles or moral excellence of the soul. You know, and that is the power that is working within us. That is the power that works in with every believer. You know, it's the very power that God saved me in you, that God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for a world that was sinful, uh, to die for a world who maybe wasn't necessarily looking for God or looking for God in the way that God is, maybe looking for God in a way how we want him to be or how we think he should be or how we declared he should be, you know. And God looked upon us in this land, in this place, and loved it so much. And he says, no, I'm going to send my son to die for this world. He will be born of a virgin. He will come into this world in the flesh. He will be tempted in every way, but yet he will be without sin. He will be rejected. And not only that, it will be the Father's will to crush him so that me and you could have salvation. Think about it this way. There was a time when God looked upon the hearts of man and saw that the heart of man was evil continually. And what did he do? He destroyed the world in water. But yet he had grace and mercy and he found Noah and his family and saved them. But after that storm, after them 40 days and 40 nights, Noah came out of that ark and God made a covenant with man that never again would he flood the land, would he flood the world again. He would never destroy the world again in a flood. And he gave him a sign of that promise, which was the rainbow. He says, every time you see this rainbow, you will know that my covenant with you and mankind will still be true. And that's why many times we see the, the rainbow. I mean, anytime I see the, the rainbow, it just reminds me of the promise of God in whatever aspect I see it in. You know, some people are offended by the rainbow. I'm not. I'm not offended by those colors because to me, I see the promise of God. And you know what? In that promise, that is why God sent his son. He sent his son to die for our sins. And it's because of that, that he died for our sins. A sinful, sinful God became in, came in the flesh of a man and died in my place on that cross. But not only that, but rose again on the third day, proving that he is who he says he is and that he was everything he claimed to be. That is the power of God. And now is ascended on high, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us day and night, that is so amazing because what that takes from me and from you and for all those today who put their faith is a simple fact to believe it. And for all those who choose to believe it 
and repent and come in agreement with God and acknowledge I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I'm a sinner, but yet I'm acknowledging what you did for me. And I repent and I ask you for forgiveness. Because of that, we're saved today. Nothing else or no one else in this world or even in our universe could ever save mankind. Only Jesus. For such a sacrifice to pay the debt of my sin, but not just cover it, but wash it away as if I had never sinned. And to continue to do so today because I still fall short. I still miss the mark, you know, and to be able to know that that is still active today, that is the power of God. The fact that he was able to save sinful man and woman from their sins. To take us from darkness into his marvelous light. To take us from death into life. To open up the eyes of the blind. The ears of the deaf. The mouth of the mute. It's so amazing. That is the power of God. Many times we look at it, well, then how do I know my power? How do, you know, how do I know the power is on within my life? Well, do you still believe that? Is that still your hope and your faith today? Because if it is, then the power is on. Because that is the power of God. It's the message of the cross. It's the message of what Christ did for me and you in this world today. And that is that same power today that is alive in me and you, his very power. And because you believe that today, we have the power to believe. We have the power to trust. We have the power to endure, to persevere. We have the power to live for him. We have the power to overcome. We have the power to believe what he says. We have the power to, to continue to seek him. We walk and live in this power because it's that power that lives in us. And not only that, but it's a power that is not our own. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. See, because me and you believe this, you know, he doesn't, it doesn't depend upon our power. In the morning's uh, message, we talked about, you know, uh, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See, it's recognizing that he is a sure hope. He's not like the hope of the world. He is a sure hope. But in that, because we believe it, we were filled with such a joy and such a peace. But then what comes afterwards is by the power of the Holy Spirit, may you abound in hope. That's that supernatural hope. That is that hope that the Holy Spirit brings forth from us. It's it's a supernatural hope that, yes, our hope is about right here and we're believing it and we're standing on faith and we're on the rock. But as we do that, what happens is the Holy Spirit now brings the word of God to life to us. It's just so much power within us that he strengthens us and helps us to overcome and believe him and to trust him and to walk in him and to live in him and for him. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit. See, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, because they believed, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, it's not our power, it's his power. 
And because you believe and because I believe today in that message that says it's foolishness to those who don't believe, but it's the power of God for us that are being saved. That is the power because he says, I am going to the father, but I will pray that he will send you the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, that as he is in the father and the father is him, so shall they be in us. His very presence, the Holy Spirit, who is the power of God, will be living in me and you. And we see this on the day of Pentecost, that they are empowered from on high. It says that the tongues of fire rested upon the disciples who would become apostles. And not only that, but they were just powered to continue to believe. But now they were empowered to live and to act and to walk in the giftings and the plans and the purposes that God had for them, no matter what they would face or what they would go through or, or the suffering they would go through or, you know, the highs, the lows, through it all. But because the heart of it all was the gospel, the heart of it all was what Jesus Christ had did for them and has done for us. And that is the heart for us today. And because you believe that you have and I have the very power of God living and dwelling inside of you. But see, it's not just the power to, well, look how powerful I am. Look how strong I am. No, it's a power to be active. So that word and that power can be active in your life. It's doing a work. He's doing a work on the inside, but it's so that that work can be shown on the outside as it comes out from you because you realize where that power is coming from. So when you look at the rest of the scripture, he says, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Think about that. And you will be my witnesses. In its heart of the term, it's really talking about being a martyr. Okay? But he empowered them with a purpose. See, God empowered you and me with a purpose. We have the very power of God, the presence of God within us. Let's look at um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Let's look at what it says here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So see, that light is not, that power is not just meant just for me and you. But it's that that power can radiate, that light will radiate from me and you for the glory of God so that others can see that light on. So others can see the glory of God within our lives in this world and what we do and how we live as we continue to trust him. See, going back to simplicity, we believe the message. So therefore, that is the power of God. 
And because you continue to stand on it, not because you always feel right, you speak right, you say right, you do right, not, no, but because you believe. That is the power of God. And the power of God is live and living and active within us, doing a work through us. But because we believe and trust, that light is on. And in that, what we do, we do for the glory of God so that others can see the light is on. So others can see there is power in God because it's that power active within our lives. But we show that in our activity, in walking by faith and not by sight, doing what we're called to do because we know that we have the greater one living in us. What a power. Let's look at John chapter nine over here. John chapter nine, verse three through five. And he says, Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am the world, in the world, I am the light of the world. See, all that we do is all to bring glory to God. And it's not our light. It's not our power. It's his. It all belongs to him. It has nothing to do with us. It all has to do with him. It's to bring him glory. Like I said, it's not so we can say, look at me. No, look at him. Look to him. Go to him. But it's recognizing that power within our lives. See, because every time you extend your hand to pray for someone, every time you speak a word to encourage someone, every time you do something for someone, we do that so they can see the Lord, so that they can hear from the Lord, so that they can believe in the Lord. We're believing in the Lord. And because we believe in what Christ did for us, that's why you're able to pray for people. That's why you're able to lift someone up in prayer. That's why you're able to believe God for their salvation, for their healing, for their deliverance, for the miracles, for for whatever it is. And and, and walking in the gifts of God and walking in the anointing of the Lord and walking by the power of his Holy Spirit because of what we believe. And because that belief is sure-founded, unmovable. You can't shake it. It's a firm foundation on the rock of Jesus Christ. That is the power of God. And he tells us, while he is in the world, he is the light of the world. He is here because he's in us. He is in me and you, every believer today. That's how others see Christ today. That's how the gentleman that came by earlier today, that's how he saw Christ. He saw the people that were here. But he didn't see us. He saw Christ. Because the power was on. They see Christ in you because the power is on in you because you choose to continue to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The lights could all go out as we did happen on our service. The lights didn't go out, but the, the system did. But no matter what, that power is not on. It's still on. As long as we keep our faith. And that power is so great. I mean, today was a hot day and it's a hot day. It's going to be a hot week. How many of us know that this sun is nothing compared to the glory of God? 
it's a hot sun. It's got a lot of power, but it's nothing compared to the glory of God. Let's look at Revelation chapter 21. Let's look at this power. And this is the power we have to realize that is in me and you. This is the light that radiates through me and you. There's also that fire that refines me and you. <laughs> That's not always easy. But praise God, he is patient. Amen. Look at Revelation chapter 21, verse 23. He says, and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives its light and its lamp is the lamp. Wow. There'll be no more need for the sun in, those day, in that day. Because the glory of the Lord will be its light. And how many of us know today that the glory of the Lord is our light? And it's the glory of the Lord that shines in me and you, a life that was changed. A life that shouldn't probably be here today. A life that, you know, whatever reasons or circumstance we come from or what we have gone through or even continue to go through today. But it's because we continue to believe that message. That is the power of God. That built-in power that is in me and you, that dunamis power. It's that dynamite power. It's like, you know, it's just, it's got me and you. And no matter how weak we may feel or sick in body or, you know, you know, situations at home and the family and work or school or whatever it may be, always know that the power is on because you continue to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes it may not feel like it's on, but that's where we got to come back to that place and remember all that Christ did for us. But I'm going to close it with this, and it's found in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. This is out of the Amplified Version here. This is our responsibility, okay? He says, if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage, and our conduct to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. See, it's allowing his, his Spirit and all he has empowered us to do to bring him glory. Because it's all about him. God didn't call me and you to live this life powerless. No, that's why he gave us his Holy Spirit. When God said, let there be light, there was light. The Holy Spirit was active at the voice of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is active at the voice of the Lord in our lives, in this world today. I'll ask you the question. Is the power on? Might want to check. Has it been dark? Has it been hot or cold? Whatever it may be, then go check to make sure the power is on. How do you do that? Go back to the heart of the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you still believe that today, power is not off. It's on. And he's alive in you. See, we have a we have our electric companies and we don't pay that bill, right? <laughs> How many got that letter in the mail? The red writing with the red highlight. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten it. But how many of you know, you never have to worry about getting that letter from the Lord. 
because that bill is paid in full. But we have to continue to believe it. Amen. So I encourage you, continue to walk in the power of the Lord. Continue to live knowing as the light is in you and that light radiates, but it's for the world as well. And that all that you do, God has seen in your life and you bring glory to God. You may not see it all the time, but you do. And in this times that are going on right now, we know our hope. And it's really the lives that we live that others are able to see that hope. And in that, that is the power of God. And let him, let him continue in power to believe and to trust him, to walk in him, to live for him, to come to him, spend time with him, to seek him. But not only that, to pray for others and believe God that he is able to heal, to restore, to deliver. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord, but you don't have to go and try to chase the presence. If you believe and you've been saved, his presence lives in us. He's always with us. And I thank God that his word says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Father, we just thank you this day. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, Lord, that because of that faith, and we believe, Lord Jesus, that you died for our sins and rose again on the third day, Lord. And because we confess our sins continually, Lord. Lord Jesus, my God, that that is your very power, my God, the fact that you saved humanity. And that, Lord Jesus, all today who put their faith in you and believe in what you did and come in agreement with you, Lord, can have life in you, can have peace, Lord God, that surpasses all understanding, can be made whole in you, Lord Jesus. And Father God, no money, no relationship, no drug, no drink, nothing of this world could ever complete us the way that you do, Father. And being able to know, Father God, that we could come to you, Father God, in boldness and confidence because we believe and know what you did for us, Jesus. And not only that, but we confess you as our Lord, our master, our owner, the one to whom we belong to. But in that, Lord, we have everything, Lord. We have all that we need. We have all your promises, Lord Jesus, that are yes and amen in you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we can walk in confidence and live in boldness and confidence by your spirit and in your power, my God, recognizing, Lord, it's because of all that you did for us, Lord. And Father God, many today are hurting, many are struggling, many are sick, many are worried and anxious, Lord. But Lord Jesus, as they're reminded today, Lord, of all that you did for them and those maybe that are just coming to you for the first time, thank you, Lord for letting them know that what you did for them, Lord. And Father, as we all choose to agree with you and believe it, Father, thank you that the power is on. Because Lord Jesus, you filled us with that holy power, Lord, a power that is greater than anything in this world, my God. And we just thank you because it's that power that keeps us. And Father God has kept so many for so many years, Lord. And it is that power, Lord God, that, Father, as your word says, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for that keeping power in you, Lord Jesus. Father, we just praise you, we bless you, and we glorify you this day, Father, in Jesus' name. And just know there is power in the name of Jesus.
There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. And we will see you soon. Amen. Wednesday night, live stream. Have a blessed day and stay cool.